here on, nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag gets sold in the park, I want in. You guys got fat while everybody starved on the street. It's my turn. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. What, um, what deep, inspiring words these are. Aren't they? I can't even place the show, much less the character. It's so. definitely a film. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole movie. <laughs> well, there we go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing this is someone who grew to be a kingpin. Mm. You're right on the money, friend. It sounds like a kingpin's humble beginnings. Mm, you're just... Oh, man. Just hovering right around. Is it American Gangster? It isn't, but it's in the vein of it. Fuck. I mean... Is it a female kingpin? Oh, wouldn't that have been nice? It would have. Mm. Guess not. Christopher uh, Walken. Christopher, I don't... Okay. I don't... Lawrence Fishburne is in it. Okay. Cardi B said she is this. That's what You thought Cardi, Cardi B was in it? In it. <laughs> no, she's not in it. Cardi B There's no movie called Big and Hit. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> oh, no. Let's just make it. Um, ugh, I clearly don't know Cardi B's... Uh, I doubt you've seen it. It's King right. of New York. So, never even heard of it. <laughs> so... <laughs> all right. Sounds like a great movie. It's a really good movie. Christopher Walken... Like a All crime right. yeah. drama. Zero percent chance I'm going to check that out, but fine. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Let's go back and forth with these this time. Okay. Next yeah. week you can do a movie I'll quote. come up with a movie quote, yes, for your ass, and I can't wait. That Let's will just, be fun. Fairness is a nice thing. Yes, because there's lots of movies I'm sure I've seen that you have not. I'm certain. So, I so, just can't wait to put your ass in the hot that. seat. Hallelujah. Um, welcome back, guys. I am Paula Jai Parker's smile. Oh. <sighs> What an iconic smile. <laughs> it's just you actually took me aback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I one. am Slick Woods. Oh! Yay, congratulations, Dar. Love her. Love She's her so much. glowing. Yes, and this is the read. Welcome back to another week, folks. We're back, mm-hmm. um, and we're just going to dive on, uh, right on in before we get into the fun. This week's Black Excellence is an 11-year-old... Beautiful black artist by the name of Amaya. I'm not sure if her last name is Chrysler or Chrysler. The videos that I watched just said Amaya, and I couldn't find the one that pronounced her last name. Forgive me, baby girl. But she won first place in her age group at the Syracuse News Times 28th Annual Street Painting Festival. So, Oh, I saw this. Yes. Okay. Her mama... Posted video, well, not vi- pictures of uh, her daughter's artwork on the street. This gorgeous, abstract. I was trying to think of like a fancy, like yeah, I don't white know upper crest word for this. <laughs> it's An very homage so pretty. to the canine kind. <laughs> It's a picture of a dog, and it's just really, really colorful. Um, it looks uh, like it's made out of, like, feathers at first. I thought it was going to be, like, a giant bird. Yeah, but... it's like, I think this is chalk, but she practices in oils and acrylics and things like that at <laughs> just home. Just for practice. The video that I watched that Syracuse.com posted on their YouTube um, 
page. Like, if you watch this clip, she's so very clear on, like, her artistic vision and, like, what works and the difference between, like, you know, using oil or acrylic or a chalk. And she's like, as you can see here, the texture is quite different versus over here when things... And I was just like, why don't you just slay? And her mom, Kelly, is sitting next to her being her, you know, greatest hype man. She not only won uh, first place in her age group, she also took home the People's Choice Awards because, (laughs) duh. The people have spoken. She She said, and she won the same contest last year for a a, a drawing, or I don't know, painting and homage and art installation of a peacock. And so I'm just waiting for her, you know, to have a um, a local gallery, yeah, where I can go and celebrate her in person. She's so awesome and talented and sickening, and she took home a great award. Yeah, I see. There's a Twitter account for her. I just googled her. It's Artsy Amaya, and she has an Instagram account, which is just her name, which is spelled A M I A H. Yes, C R I S L E R. Go follow her. C R-I-S-L-E-R. This Go is just raw, okay, pure okay. talent. This is just just dripping off of her. So. so congratulations to you, Amaya. You're awesome. You're sickening. You're talented. You're confident. Stay all of those things. We love you. This is the sort of thing I thought I was drawing when I was a kid. And right. It was just abstract yeah. trash. My mom <laughs> had to be like, this isn't. This isn't good. You, you can you're not good at this. Tell me that my construction paper didn't belong in the loop. <laughs> or like I just knew my my portraits of people were like groundbreaking and excellent. Literally. Because <laughs> I spent like days and my mother was like, This No. This is shit. So bad. <laughs> you cannot draw. Hey y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas 
hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. All right. So today... I want to do something different. All right. Rather than our hot tops, because I looked around and most of this shit bored me to tears. And I thought rather than coming here, try and force our way through talking about some shit we don't give a fuck about. I mean, we do that pretty frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why not have like an alternative to that? Sure, of course. So I wanted to do, you know, a little feature, a special feature segment that I'm calling 20 Questions. Okay. And so basically, this is just going to be this game. 20 random questions um, that I came up with that I feel like will just be fun and can we can explore our thoughts. This is going to be so shady. And some of them are inspired by some pop culture stories. Okay. And then others are just messy. And All then right. some of them are just random and fun. So, I can't wait. What I would like to do in the future for our next 20 questions, if and when we do this again, is that I'll do 10 and you'll do 10 and we'll just go back and forth. Okay, that sounds good. Before we go into that, I'm just going to pour myself some weed-infused Hennessy. Oh, God. You brought it. It's quite tasty. (laughs) Oh, no. So you have been sipping on it? How do you like it? It's phenomenal. I'm about to go to St. Thomas just to get like a case and then come right back. I'm yeah. just going to do like a, tw- a quick 24-hour trip. It's just really... To the, uh, the Caribbean and just Shh. get some because... Now while I'm boring. <laughs> What's that from? What's that from? <laughs> Kids won't know. Kids won't know. Shh. Now while I'm boring. Oh, God. Crystal, really? Crystal won't know either. No, like Googling. Oh it. my gosh, Chris, are you fucking serious? Wow, it smells good. It really does. <laughs> it's a treat. Family matter. Yes. <laughs> oh no, I remember Urkel's done it. Every time he was mixing up some when damn chemicals. That or shit something. into the transformation machine. Right. I was the dumb bitch who really thought Stefan Urkel was so fine. Everybody did. I really did. Every time he came out the booth, I was like, why can't he just stay like this? Damn. And then he was just like in a zoot suit and just took the glasses (laughs) off. Like, I was swindled by the 90s. I remember it now. All right. Well, let's start. Okay. With question numero uno. Cannot wait. What is the best lesson that an ex has taught you? Oh, so that's what you're doing. It's going to bounce back and forth. You'll be wonderfully surprised by, you know, the variety that I have in store here. Uh, The best lesson an ex has ever taught me is to never put anybody else's needs, wants, situation, whatever ahead of my own. Like, no matter if it seems like I'm doing great and they maybe need a little bit extra support or whatever, there's a difference between providing support to a partner and prioritizing what they need over what you need. Right. So that has been very valuable to learn. Amen. For me, I think Mm self-worth 
just really looking at myself, Woo. my surroundings, um, the fruit of my labor. Yes. And then also measuring that alongside what I'm being offered and um, fully coming into the realization that it just did not balance. And that doesn't match sometimes. It just, there was no... Yep. There wasn't anything there. Um, and once I learned that, it became so easy to apply it to pretty much anything else. You know what I'm saying? Especially with niggas. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> like, It gets easier the more you do it. Once that, yes. you know, you've got like really sound footing in that arena. Mm-hmm. It just becomes very difficult, I feel. Like, you have to consciously decide, I'm just going to be stupid. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Once you've established that foundation of, like, knowing better and really knowing how much you deserve and what you're worth, it is just so much easier to be like, oh, not you. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. No, I don't have time for that We're talking first date, like, the drinks haven't even got here yet. And you're like, oh, yeah. I can actually already tell. Actually. This isn't going to work. None for me. (laughs) Thanks. Oh, no, my cat just called. I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. Right. Yeah. And I got one of those little things, those little um, monitors for Link, where it, like, gives her oh, a tree. Of course you do. And it has, like, the little camera in it, and you of can log in on the app. Of course you have a you nanny cam for that Of course dog. I have it. Like, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. I can talk to her. She can talk back. Does she be looking around like, what? No, what? Well, like, now she knows what it is. Uh-huh. But, like, at first, she, like, would hop up and, like, step back. And then she would like be like in the corner, like, and you would just see her little head poke out, like, what the fuck what kind was of devil that? machine? Yeah, get this bullshit. Oh, I can't fathom. Um, yeah, so I'll fully be like, oh, my dog actually, she needs me. I have to go. Um, number two. Okay. What is the silliest thing you remember being scared of as a child? <sighs> I can go first. Okay. Because I don't is, know if I've told this I was story honestly right. frightened of everything, so feel yeah. free to go first. I think I was easily scared, too. The silliest thing I think I can remember being scared of, and my parents probably clearly remember as well, um, Ursula and the Little Mermaid, but specifically when she transformed into that big-ass oh, version yeah. of herself in the end. Mm-hmm. There was something just very sinister about it. I think I was maybe a little too tiny. Okay. And, um... At the time we were living with my my at my grandma's house, I had to I don't know two three. I was like a baby baby, but I remember going like running from the like the family room into the living room up in the front of the house and hiding behind the curtains. Like when that part of the movie came, I don't know why I was so scared of it, Aww. but I like remember. Yeah, and my mother loves to laugh at it. <laughs> well, so. I'm sorry, the thought is really adorable. But I'm now like, like small you being like no. One of my faves. Like, Ursula actually Ursula's is, like... a bad bitch. Sick name. Yeah. That, Ursula's actually goals. But, like, seriously. You know, Disney propaganda in the 90s. We didn't see it that way as children. Yeah. I still don't know the silliest thing I was scared of. I used to be very ridiculous with, like, emotional attachment to inanimate objects. Like what? Uh, Well, like, dolls and teddy bears. Oh, I had everybody. Well, but it wasn't just that I loved them. They each had their own assigned spot on my bed. That's and, fair. And every night they rotated so that one of them had the chance to sleep next to me and nobody <laughs> felt left out. That's so kind. <laughs> one time I got a balloon from the dentist's office. It has spots on it. I named it Spotty. I really loved Spotty. Wow. Okay. I really loved Spotty. And when my cousins like took it and busted it or something and I cried for the rest of the day. 
over the loss of my balloon. And I was entirely too old to cry over balloons. I was like eight. So, <laughs> but no, I wasn't like three. <laughs> I, was, I was, you know, pretty firmly in elementary school. I would have gotten in trouble for that. For busting it or for crying? For crying. Oh, I definitely did. Okay. Everybody was like, now listen, I get it, but bitch, (laughs) toughen up. Seriously, bitch, a balloon? And I was like, no, my nigga's funny. I was just devastated. Yeah, I would have probably been crazy. I was silly about things like that. Number three. Something you did as a child that aggravated your parents. (laughs) The shorter list is what I didn't do. To aggravate my parents. Like a child child. Like before <sighs> 10. Okay. I know for me it was definitely like I loved <laughs> sweets. I'm sure I've told the story of the time that I went into like I ruined Kool-Aid for the house because I went oh into the God. kitchen. Like you know how they had the canisters of Kool-Aid like the powdered yeah. one and you just add Mixed water ones, yep. and you put a little bit more sugar in it because come on. Niggas like, love adding sugar but, to that. It don't need no more. But I would go in there and just dip my hands in it all of the time and eat it because it's delicious. Yeah, of course. And then I didn't realize that I was getting a little bit on the tile. Like on the, because the kitchen. Like we had white tile on the ground. Oh no, you did and not you know stain that your it's mama's like tile. I didn't stain the tile, but like you know, like the red kind, whatever chair, whatever fruit, like, the red, like when it's in powder, it's like a really, really, really light pink. So I wouldn't notice sometimes that there was a little bit on the ground, mm. and so then my little feet would pitter patter out of the kitchen, thinking that I got caught until my mama came in and saw red footprints on the ground. <laughs> oh, you thought you got away with it. And one day, now this is really a fool. One day, I, I don't even, I had to have been like too old for this kind of foolishness. But maybe I was in, mid, not middle school, but like late elementary. I took like one of the whole canisters of the oh, Kool-Aid to school. Oh, you just said fuck it. Yeah. They won't notice the Kool-Aid is gone. Nobody's in the house. Like by the time I get back home, I put it back. It'll be like nothing. Oh, no. My <laughs> mama came in and was like... <laughs> I literally just bought this Kool-Aid. Nobody has made any Kool-Aid. And yet half of it's gone. So you think I'm stupid Whoa. and you're wasting my Kool-Aid. Damn. Never buy Kool-Aid again. My None mama, of the house could have Kool-Aid. I cannot. What made you think you could get away with taking the whole ass canvas to the school? You know, I think that I thought that I wanted it more than I thought about how to get away with it. <laughs> Children. Short-sighted as fuck. And let me tell you how I fucked up Oreos for the house. Damn. My mom used to... Y'all couldn't have nothing fucking with you. My mama used to buy the Oreo. Now, let me tell you something. Plain Oreos are trash. I don't care what anybody tells you. that They're just trash. Like, I like them plain in milk. chocolate. You know what? The milk helps. It does. And that's probably why they promote it in every one of their ads. Yeah, it does help true. the situation a little mm-hmm. bit. But that cream is where it's at. So what I used to do... <laughs> Oh God. I used to open the damn oh, the no. Oreos and like crack them open and then I would lick the cream off and then I would put the cookies aside and then I would just keep doing that until I was done and then I would throw all of the cookies in the trash and then my mother when she would be like watching what the fuck so you just you just wanted icing <laughs> My mother would like open the trash bin and she would see like 50 <laughs> Oreo cookies in there, sans cream. When I tell you that she used to tear it to my be ass, so mad at and you. she just stopped buying Oreos. <laughs> like, none for anybody. Oh Thank my God, him. I would too. I would be so mad if you wasted my cookies like that. That's Nobody bullshit. could have Oreos anymore. That is bullshit. I did fuck up a lot for the house. Oh man. Okay, I forgot the question. <laughs> What, what was it? Crazy things we did as something children. Something silly or crazy. Something silly or crazy you did to aggravate your parents as a child. Um. Well, I had an issue with like 
cutting things. <laughs> I really loved cutting things and setting things on fire. It's a wonder that nobody had me in like the prayer version of a daisy chain or something like that because <laughs> oh, for, throughout kindergarten and first grade, I would just like go to school, new cute clothes or whatever, and be like, hmm. I'm just gonna like, I just love holes. Make this a cross. And top. so I would just, you know, pinch the hem of my dress and just cut a little hole in it and be like, that's better. That seems like fashion design <laughs> just, to me. Yeah, okay. Honestly, I was a, I was groundbreaking, but or I would snip the ends off of my ponytails, pigtails, like I just was like, you know, why not? I need a trim. Right. Just anytime I had uh, access to scissors and uh, I would light things on fire frequently. I would go in the bathroom and light toilet paper over that. the sink because I knew if I could just drop it in the sink and it wouldn't set that. nothing else on fire. I definitely did that. Yeah. So I did shit like that all the time. I loved fire. <laughs> oh, I loved seeing it get big too and then cut the faucet <laughs> on real quick. Like, ooh. <laughs> I'm dancing too close to the edge. <laughs> And I read a lot. I read way above oh my, my age level. And yeah. so I frequently used adult words and that I didn't always know the context to. Like one time I said blowjob totally out of context <gasps> and my mama had a conniption. <laughs> oh my gosh. I called Lara Croft a slut one time, not oh knowing no. what it meant. Oh no. Just knowing that it was something that they said about women and it wasn't nice. <laughs> I was like, See I'm that? talking like the very first Tomb Raider. And I couldn't get past this one part. And I was like, oh, she's such a slut. <laughs> My mother was like, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> that is a bad, you do not say that, that about women. That is a bad word. And I just, I, I didn't know it was a bad word. Because oh, to yeah. this day, I don't cuss in front of my parents. So if I knew that that was like mm. vulgar, like a really obscene word or a horrible, like demeaning yeah. word, I wouldn't have said it. It was probably because they say slut so much on Golden Girls. <laughs> you were just like, it's fine. I love slut. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I get it and I'm going to use it. Yep, I did that with blowjob. <laughs> I was reading a Stephen King book about, and the, blo- the topic of blowjobs came up. I think it was thinner. You were reading Stephen King books at what age? Oh, man. I was probably 10 or 11. Okay, yeah. That summer, I checked out every Stephen King book from yeah. the library, but I just had no business. <laughs> if your 10-year-old uses yeah, the word blowjob, you're going to be like, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used it totally out of context. I was just thinking too fast and talking without really thinking about it first. And I was just like, man, I did a blowjob on that assignment <laughs> or something like that. I meant like a great job. I was trying to emphasize how good of a job I did. So I called it a blowjob. <laughs> And my mother was like, you know what? You should only call great blowjobs blowjobs. <laughs> like that should be reserved for like a great one. It really should. It should be like, that was a blowjob. I don't think you did anything wrong here. I mean, I definitely, I, uh, I won't <laughs> say wrong, but my mom was like, what are you reading? Right. What, are, what is in that room? You know, that's probably great. She probably knew. Oh, you yeah, just be in like, all of them books. You just be reading all them grown You saw it in books. one of them books. You don't have no business. I mean, I checked out every Stephen King book from the library that summer. Shout out to Rudisil. Um, number four, one gotta go. Okay. Shuri Nakia Okoye. Are you? Is the fourth like Candace Owens or something? What are you doing to me? No, right there's now? only three. <laughs> what? Yeah, I only pick three. But that is, well, I can't, I can't do that. Shuri Nakia. Of I can't. No, I cannot. No, you have to. It's good. That's how the game goes. But that is not fair. That's not a good. Yeah, no, I that's, don't like that. That's the game. No, one, I'll go. <laughs> one of them's not going. I'll go. That's terrible. Well, you have to pick one. I, I literally cannot. Oh, wow. No, I cannot. You just can't choose one. No, I cannot. <laughs> Shuri, no, I cannot. What? This just is... pick, 
if you had to just get rid of one. Well, well <laughs> honestly, a flabbergasted. It's supposed to be difficult. And I'm a little hurt. Because again, how can you expect me to choose between those three people? I, one got to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, let me. Uh, okay, I mean, just I'm getting. One. I'm getting upset. Like if you had to put them in order, and one of them was at the end. That would just be the one that had to go. Of like how much I love them. Sure. But. Come on. I. All right. I'm telling you for me, Nikki is, is kicking rocks. What? How? Why? Because I just love Shuri and Okoye more. It's not that I don't love Nakia. I mean, Shuri is out here building suits, making technological and medicinal advances unseen around the entire globe. And Okoye can like, Tame wild rhinoceroses and, you know, beat your ass with or without a wig on. But Nakia is the effective leader that we need and deserve. Right. And she could go around the world, like, liberating people that need to be liberated. In the meantime, we're here with the other two. Okay. So if we're talking about who one got to go on a mission trip. Dying. If one got to go do charity work. Exactly. Then, okay, Nakia. Nakia's leaving anyway. She has souls to save. Oh, it's true. Okay, that felt deeply unfair. <laughs> I, I wasn't knew you were ready. Struggle I with wasn't that. ready for that at all. I knew that was going to be hard. That's so rude. Number five, in, inspired by Beyonce's Vogue cover, <sighs> um, <sighs> where she absolutely looks beautiful. I had to pre-order. Of course, I just of course. ordered. You know what I'm saying. Course, I need to yes. make sure that there is one crisp delivered to my home. I need home. two. Yeah, definitely. Um, what is your favorite plant and or flower? Uh, calla lilies. Okay, let's ask Google. Mm-hmm. I really love First, them. How Always to have. spell it? Cal Calla. is calla. Oh, calla. Yeah. Lily. And then space lily. Okay. They're just they're little. Oh, that's lovely. Yes, it's very pretty. I love it. I believe it's native to Southern Africa. Yes, that's what Google says. And uh, really, I just think it's my favorite flower because it was my mama's favorite flower, and I wanted to. Be oh my gosh! Her. So okay, <laughs> I have three right and. First was I was gonna say poinsettias because my mother loves them. They remind us of the holidays. Yeah. And she would like plant them out in her little garden out in the front of the house. And then when the holiday season came out, they were all big and pretty and red. I love cherry blossoms because have you seen them? Beautiful. And also sunflowers because they're gorgeous and they remind me of black people. Okay. Because they have that like rich brown in the middle and then these like beautiful golden petals. I've said before that Brown people look amazing in all shades, yellows, golds. This is a very African-American flower. Okay. I like it. I like your your justifications for these as well. Number six, inspired by um, this story about 50 Cent taking some money back from some strippers after one of them had an attitude or something. So I don't know. But you can... But the point is, I don't care. Okay, right. I'm not going to look that up. But... I'm not going to... Between that and Amber Rose apparently settling her legal issues with that Ace of Diamonds place. Number six, click. <laughs> Number six is, what is the best strip club you've been to slash best strip club experience? Oh, man. Where do I start? Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to have to give it to the city of Atlanta. Mm. Although I've had a damn good time in Miami. I mean, it's just those two places, you know? I've had a damn good time in Miami. Very great places. Also, Texas is treating me right. Texas is Texas also is another, another prime great... stripper location. Yes, yes. But um, 
I ha- yeah, I, it's hard for me to decide between. Oh man, it's like three different strip clubs in Atlanta. I've had an incredible experience. This is a great place to go to strip. <laughs> it is. Or, it's just a or, great city for really to spend a night at the strip club. Uh, I will say the first time I had the wings at Magic City, I was forever changed. That is just... It really did something to me. Remarkable chicken. I'm trying to think, where did we go for Asante's birthday? Onyx. Onyx. That night at Onyx was very nice. That was so much fun. Had a blunt in my mouth and I was pouring ones on this girl and the DJ said I look like somebody's uncle. And it was true. I did look like somebody's uncle, but I was having a damn good night. That was a fantastic night. What is that strip club we used to go to? Or not used to go to. We went maybe a couple times. I know Shariel knows. I'm sure she does. Brooke used to bartend there. Ooh, 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 ooh. I can't remember the name. I think name. it's closed now. I think it is closed. Yeah, I think somebody got shot out there. Oh, that sounds right. But I had a good-ass time out there, I know there exactly too. what I you're talking about. I had a good-ass time at that club. I think T.I. shot a video in there, too. T.I.'s probably shot videos in well, each Atlanta Right, that doesn't club. really narrow it down. Um... Yeah, definitely Magic City has been, always been great to me. Onyx was really great. Onyx to me had like the energy and the athleticism of uh, a King of Diamonds yes. without it being the size of a Big Lots. Like King mm. of Diamonds is just like, how your strip club got departments? Big, King of Diamonds is huge, but that just means that those really athletic girls can climb all the way to the top of that bitch. And almost die. I mean, yes, but what a show. Yeah. What a show. It's literally, you know... KOD is on my list as well. Um, and G5 is coming for it. G5 okay. is almost like Miami's Alonix. Mm, okay. Um, and if you go to G5, you uh, have a really good chance of, you know, seeing a, a loving hip hop or a black ink crew girl bartending or True. bringing bottles to people. True. I didn't even realize that I saw a girl from loving hip hop stripping at King of Diamonds until somebody pointed out later that, like, that's that girl that, whatever her name is, I don't remember. Yeah. But- I don't know if they have like casting calls in the strip club or what, but they do. <laughs> Mona know, just goes by every other Saturday. Yeah. Like, what can I, who can I pick up out of here? There was an Onyx in Dallas that I really liked. It was ratch though. I mean, <laughs> like had to get evacuated one time because niggas started shooting inside the club. Yum. <laughs> ratch, I think it's closed now, but whoo, what a time was had in that bitch. Oh, strip clubs. Well, um, Inspired by, you know, Cardi B getting flack for hanging out with um, St. West's mom and grandma on Instagram. Question number seven is advice for dealing with friends who have friends that you hate. So advice for dealing with friends who have friends that you don't like. Well, piece of advice number one is to just stay away from the person that you don't like. Love it. Love it. Whenever possible. Love it. Don't talk shit about that person to your mutual friend. Love it. Don't put your friend in an awkward position. Yep. If it's something like a birthday party where you have to be around the person you hate, act like a grown up and keep your distance. There's no need to be fake to each other. There's no reason for y'all to sit next to each other at dinner or try to party together in the club. You know, you can just pretend that bitch ain't there and they can do the same with you. Fix your face. Fix your face. And don't be the bitch to, like, ruin the party or ruin the moment because you made it about you when it wasn't about you. (laughs) Just don't be that bitch. And if it's somebody that 
has done you so wrong that you cannot be around them, then you need to tell your friend about that. Right. You and your friend then need to have a conversation and an right. understanding as to why you won't be yeah. at the bachelor or bachelorette party. Why you depending, won't be. Yeah, depending on what that person did to you, it may be a thing where you can't be friends with somebody who is friends with that person. That's true, too. Usually, though, this is about something petty. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's about niggas just yeah. being weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thinking back yeah it's usually something that's not that serious but niggas made it that serious yeah (laughs) happens what about you oh i agree with you same things yeah okay uh number eight fictional villain slash antagonist that you would want to be friends with (sighs) so Hmm. I'm scanning all the books that I've read and movies that I've seen. Miranda Priestly. Okay. She was quite a bitch. And uh, Mystique from X-Men. Don't know her. Rebecca Romaine, not Jennifer Lawrence. Um, so Mystique was a mutant <sighs> who is a mutant who can basically like shapeshift and like turn into anybody else. Right. Basically. So I would want to be friends with her just because I feel like that would be loads of fun pranking people. Also, she could turn into Oprah at any time and we could get into anything. (laughs) Um, And I would also teach her um, as much Beyonce choreography as possible so that she could turn into Beyonce and then give me a personal Beyonce concert at home. Okay. Um, So those are my votes. I I feel like that is not (laughs) like... It kind of feels like that person counts, should not count because they can shapeshift. Is that what I'm guess, getting here? Yeah, but like, how should they not count? I mean, well, it just. She's still a mystique seems underneath, too easy, but... you know, the magnificence of her Beyonce uh, appearance. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll allow it. <laughs> villain that I would like to be friends with. I usually am not on the side of the villain. Like, I usually don't see the good in the villain. But Ursula, like you mentioned earlier, yep, she's fabulous. was a good one. And for some reason, Jafar came to mind. Mm, classic queen. I really think I had a crush on Jafar, though. Like, as a child. He was a little rapey. He's kind of, all right, well, okay, (laughs) all right. Definitely (laughs) put a hex on the princess to make her fall in love. And then, like, trapped her inside of an hourglass. Forgot those minor plot details. So she wouldn't see Okay, not Jafar. You know what? Let's just go with (laughs) Ursula. Let's just stick with that bitch. But you know what? If If Scar wasn't such a hater, oh my gosh, we would have so much fun at the gay club. Me there and you Scar. go. You and Jafar and Scar. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. That's Scar is such That's a brush queen. He is. Oh my God. He really I'm is. I'm so mad. I just pictured Scar in them brunch boots, them Chelsea boots that the gays love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Ursula because that bitch wasn't interested in nothing but fucking and snacks. And love. <laughs> and <laughs> respect, bitch. Like, that's it. R E S P E. Respect me. Girl. <laughs> That's why I love Maleficent. Maleficent. Because Maleficent came through and unfurled her dick and was like, so what y'all bitches are not going to ever do is think that you can have a function and invite literally the whole kingdom besides me. me. I know that I have a a different skin color than the rest of y'all bitches, (laughs) but just recognize that I sit at the top 
of the tier when it comes to bad bitchery. So what we're going to do now, since you had the fucking audacity, the gall, the fucking royal nerve to act like I couldn't come to your function, your baby going to die. There ain't shit that you could do about it. And y'all hoes know you can't see me. See me, see you hoes at 18 years when the bitch drops dead. Good evening. I did love Maleficent. She's like lit. I did. I hated how they did the Angelina Jolie version and made it like, oh, a man hurt my feelings. That's why I'm so evil. No, the bitch just wanted to be respected. She said, how the fuck y'all gonna have a function and act like I can't come? Y'all don't know who I am? Bitch, please. Don't don't act like you can have a party in this kingdom and not invite me, bitch. I am this kingdom. She walked into their house. Did. And the king and queen were like. And cursed they baby in front of their face. Do you? It's no disrespect. Are you? Are you did like the queen was literally gagging? They were tongue tied, yep. and then she still put a curse on their baby and bounced. Hmm. Maleficent is like sickening. I wish that they would have done like a better. I agree. She needs like a like a. I, I did still enjoy that film. movie, but yeah, yeah, it was pretty. If there was like yeah, it was visually. I enjoyed looking at it. Um. So word on the street is that K. Michelle could possibly be suing uh, oh. Mona Me Entertainment or Viacom or VH1. I don't know who she's going to be directing the lawsuit to. Okay. But maybe they're still filming. There's a story out that that girl Paris, who she accused, uh, she being K. Michelle, accused of uh, stealing from her or taking using her card for oh, Uber right. or something like that. <laughs> So. Something that was like, wait, what? She made it sound like that girl went on like a spree with her money. Right. But whatever. Was well, like in Neiman's. <laughs> <laughs> she caught her a car back to your house? Or right. What? It's like, what? Are you I'm so it? confused. <laughs> so apparently the girl threw a drink on her or something. And now, you know, Kimberly is implying that she may sue. The point is, that's the. I feel important. like you can't sue for that when you sign a contract with them people. I'm sure eventually she'll. I feel like, like the contract says say you may be put in harm's way, and we are not at fault for that. Yeah. So, but good luck, Kimberly. Question number nine: Favorite love and hip hop fight. <clears throat> I almost said something so terrible. <laughs> I mean, so terrible. I don't even want to know. Because, like, knowing you, like, for you to say that. I almost said something so mean. Like, for you to say that, I know it's bad. Favorite love and hip-hop fight. Jesus. Woo. For me, it's definitely um, Chrissy and... Uh, what's her name? Kimbella. That was less of a fight and That's more of an one. assault. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> But I just liked it because that was before they had the budget or sense, whichever mm-hmm. one they were lacking to have like security. Now they have like fifteen The Rocks just right off camera, ready to dive <laughs> in at any point. But back then, Chrissy had time and space to get to Kimbella, and she was fighting to disrespect. Or she was fighting because she felt like her friend was being disrespected. She was defending her right, friend. Right. Right. Um, hmm. I don't know about favorite. Fight, but my my heart is telling me to look at Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Mm. That my favorite lies somewhere there. It's possible. I know that one of my favorite lines of all time is when um, Old Girl was cleaning houses. Oh God, I knew, I knew you were going <laughs> to. And say Jocelyn this. said, "Hey, May, I see you got your maid outfit on, like you always do." What a bitch. <laughs> Mimi, that's when Mimi had her house cleaning business. Right, <laughs> I was just like, "You gonna let that bitch disrespect?" Like she literally you like walks that? in there and said that. 
Oh, but, you know, as for actual fisticuffs, hmm, I don't know. You know, like when Jocelyn jumped on Stevie and beat his ass in that therapy thing with, with her and Mimi and what's it called? I barely even remember that. Oh, my gosh. That's a classic one. She was getting, she was throwing hands. You know what? I feel like whatever my favorite fight is, it definitely involves Jocelyn Hernandez. Probably. But when you said the question, all I could think about was Hollywood and Brandy and Princess and all the arguing the Norwoods are doing and then Monique's crazy ass throwing that chair at Princess. Attempting to throw the chair. Okay. Attempting to throw a chair. But that was the first thing I thought of. But I know that's not it. Which was like, girl, why didn't you just get up and walk out? As soon as she walked in there, first of all, that scene was already clearly so set up because the girl Paris gets up. She's like, oh, we're at Monice's girlfriend's fashion show? What? Monice is here? <laughs> I've got to make a phone call, guys. So why does Katie have a fashion line anyway? Or is her name Katie? Katie or AD? One of AD. I'm thinking of Katie laying another white lesbian. I don't mind her. <laughs> I don't mind AD she either. Seems I nice. guess she's every other dyke who's, you know, sprung behind a straight girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very common. But it's like, okay, this is obvious that, like, Princess was sitting outside at some point waiting mm-hmm. for her to, them to tell her to come in. Yeah. And how was she so easily given a microphone and a stage and a podium right. Right. at an event that was not hers? You know what I'm saying? So, like, in a situation like that where I know that this is set up, but I actually do hate that pregnant bitch, <laughs> I'm leaving. Like, I'm not even going to be in a situation where I'm going to be agitated by you and I know I can't fight you. Right. The way Monique talks about Princess's unborn child makes me wonder about her her health to be honest because that's what makes you want i mean well there's a lot of things but the fact that she's just like i don't give a fuck i'll beat that demon baby ass too and all i'm just like wait a minute girl like good god most of us are like can't wait for the nanosecond you give birth to that bitch ass baby because i'm whooping your ass let me know in fact i'll let the stitches heal (laughs) i'll even give you that but once i will let your pussy recuperate (laughs) And then I am boxing your job. And then we just have to go for it. (laughs) She's a mess. Monice is a mess. Number 10. One gotta go. Thanksgiving edition. Okay. Sides. Okay. Greens, mac, cornbread. Cornbread, sorry. I love a good cornbread. I really do. But I am fine with... There's lots of bread options. (laughs) I'm just... My Annie makes rolls from scratch, nigga. Look, you're telling truth. My Annie makes rolls from scratch. This so I am. Oh, but we have to have cornbread to have the dressing. Damn, I did not think about yeah, that. Ah, but you didn't say it. No, you didn't say that. So I am going to stick with cornbread. Damn, I should have said dressing, dressing is more of a main with our family. It is dressing. the dressing is like it is important. Niggas is like, where is it at, Annie? Because I, I need it. Dressing. You should have. But yeah, the cornbread can go. Sorry. Okay, well, then I agree. Cornbread also can go. That's what I was going to choose. But anyway. I do I don't love know. it. I'd love or what? We're black. Right. <laughs> we, like, is we're it possible for stupid. us to not love cornbread? Um. All right, fine. Number 11. So I read this story on Rhymes with Snitch um, where Adrian Bylon was, um, she actually has a video on her YouTube channel where she's showing off uh, her like, Malibu beach house um, that she's moved into and her beautiful deck and seaside view and all of this. She's giving you tours and letting you know what the furniture is from. Okay. Her new beach house with her husband um, that she got at the church. <sighs> Turns out that the house is actually an Airbnb rental. Um, 
that she's been staying in. Love it. And so people are accusing her of faking the funk. Again, the story is not what's important here. It's used to inspire the question, which is, what is the worst slash funniest lie that you ever caught an ex in? So I think I told the story on the show before. About my ex when I lived in Oklahoma, she lived about 30 minutes away, which is nothing in Oklahoma time. <laughs> but uh, one night we was on the phone and she was like, yeah, babe, I'm real tired. I'm going to go to bed early. It was insanely early, like 9 p.m. I said, okay. Let like an hour pass and then called her back and she answered the phone. I'm like, this is very suspicious yeah. that you don't do this. Yeah. I called repeatedly. She didn't answer. After about 30 minutes of calling, I just got in the car. <laughs> Headed to her house. Called the whole way there. Never any answer. I'm I feel like, like you're doing the right thing here. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I was concerned about her safety. Like you should be. Always answers the phone. Prowlers. Got to her door. She didn't answer. So I used my ID to pick the lock. <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't in her loving bed. Loving it. Loving it. I was so upset. Right. Still calling. Still not getting any answer. So I spent the night at her home destroying it, <laughs> throwing all of her things out. I actually destroyed everything she owned except the photo of her dead mother. I left that alone because I do have some respect. And when she walked her ass in the door at like 6 a.m. <laughs> and when she walked in the door when the sun was coming up, she was like, babe, what are you doing? And I was like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> And she told me that she went over to her cousin's house and they got high and she fell asleep on the couch. A likely story. A likely fucking story, you lying ass bitch. You wasn't with your fucking cousin because I went by there too and your car was not (laughs) parked in front of the apartment. Lying ass bitch. Don't try me, bitch. You was with some hoe somewhere and now you got to, I don't know what you're going to do about all the things I broke. Your DVDs are all gone. (laughs) Clothing's ruined. Everything's trashed. And I don't care. I was so mad and just walked out. And that was it. Well, uh, you can do. I mean, well, you shouldn't do that. You things. shouldn't. I was young. I would never do that now. I had too much to lose. But back then... <laughs> I just picture, like, like when Link was a puppy, and I used to, she used to get the toilet paper out of the bathroom. And, <laughs> and shred it. Sitting amidst this mess when I walked in, like... <laughs> that was me! Yes. I was posed up in this room. I did this. That was... T- I mean, I took all the clothing off the hangers. <laughs> I was fed up. <laughs> Woo! And right. you, sir, what was the craziest thing an ex ever said to you? Uh, craziest lie ever caught an ex in was it. um. It's actually a lie that was attached to a much bigger lie, <laughs> but. Basically, this nigga told me, like, there was this whole long elaborate story um, to excuse some bullshit. Do I know this story? You do know this story. Okay. Oh, God. And. (laughs) I thought about it like, oh, no, this sounds familiar. I was at his house and there was like this. Oh, no. Record. There was this record in the room that he had told me was broken. Oh. And this was a st- this was attached to a much larger lie. Oh no! And the record was right there in front of me, but he told me that it was broken, you know, as a result of something that was, you know. Yeah, I do know. <laughs> and so I was just kind of like, okay, well, let's see. And so I got up and I picked it up and I 
I opened it and slid the record out, and it was in, you know, crisp condition. <laughs> <laughs> like, it may have never even touched a record oh, player. No, I know. And I was just like, well, huh. <laughs> look at that. This is odd. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, look at that. So, it just basically from there unraveled all the rest of it. Yeah. And, you know, he basically had to admit a whole bunch of stuff. And now I can laugh at it. I'm glad. Because, you know, shit, whatever. Right. <laughs> but at the time. Oh. My God. My God. What a mess that was. But it's over now. <laughs> and I've healed. Thank God. But it was growth. just so silly because it was like, what would have stopped me from getting up and looking at it? Like, niggas, what? Niggas will lie about anything. Well, <clears throat> question number 12. What is an unpopular black opinion that you have or an unpopular opinion about black things? Love and basketball is terrible. Thank you. That was what I was going to say. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm sorry. I do not like that movie. I hate that movie. Niggas love that fucking movie. Love and basketball was so (laughs) stupid. And also watermelon is trash. Oh, wow. Now you have lied. (laughs) Watermelon is disgusting. Anybody who doesn't like watermelon has never had a good one. That's That's all I have to say about that. I'm going to have to disagree there. Although I don't know how Florida don't have no good watermelons. Right. That don't make sense. feel like you should have ha- had I'm, a good one. My family is from the islands. As a child, I did not like watermelon, but now that I am older, I really love a good one. Of the melons. Okay. Water is probably the best. Of the melon, I think I can think of. Okay. Yes, I agree. Because like cantaloupe and honey and all that is trash. Those are all nasty. Yeah. Watermelon, I can actually eat if I was just for whatever reason forced to have melon. But I just, there's ill. I have to have a real one. I can't have them weird seedless watermelons they got going around. It tastes like edible sugar water. All them genetically. Okay, no. See, it's not supposed to taste like sugar water. It definitely is not. It's nasty. Uh, I just don't agree. I just don't. A good watermelon is irreplaceable. And I'm so ready for y'all to try and fight me for my black heart. Because you won't get it. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, that's a pretty popular, unpopular black opinion. Really? A lot of niggas do not like watermelon. But when I I talk about loving basketball, people are like, hand over your Negro card immediately, bitch. And I don't like grits. Okay, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> no, I've recently just got into cheese grits, maybe like a month ago. Shrimp and grits is, I'm pretty much, I'm like 30% shrimp and grits. <laughs> Texture has always been the issue for me with grits. I love grits. Too gritty. Oh my God. <laughs> they too gritty? Yeah. Okay, well, I can't argue that. <laughs> they are gritty, nigga. <laughs> Uh, actually, I had some cheese grits in New Orleans <laughs> during Essence Fest that were really, really good. Of course good. they were. So, shout out to New Orleans yes, for changing for my mind on grits. everything good. Number 13, if you could give Barack and Michelle superpowers, what would you give them? The ability to get away from these white people and never hear from them again. You know, that would be just I feel like they, I feel like they deserve. So, right, this is what I would do, right? For Barack Obama, like, his gift would be... That anytime a racist says his name, they immediately catch fire. So I feel like that would immediately, you know, this country would that would deal fix with our itself. impeachment problem. Yeah, <laughs> like a whole bunch of other issues. All that we the have. MAGA motherfuckers would be gone within a week. As soon as it, like anytime a racist says Obama, they just like shoot up in flames that I you can't it. put out. Yes, like wow. like okay. Harry Potter think, flames. I, mean, I need to think flames like that don't do. die. That is great. And then I would give Michelle flight just because she deserves it. And then also I would give her the power like anytime she smiles at a white person, they can't talk. 
like they can move their mouths and stuff but no, <laughs> no voice sound comes, comes out, out. <laughs> and then like they don't really get their voice back until she's at least like 300 feet away it like slowly starts to come back yes so, so she can she just crack a smile at a white person and they then say. they just can't speak to her yeah i think that's where you know that's probably and where in fact, i'm going with that no black people within 300 feet of michelle can hear the white person <laughs> So being around Michelle also covers what the makes rest her of hero. us in her past. Yeah, because essentially she's saving everyone. That's what makes them superheroes. Yes, got you. Besides the gifts they've already given. You thought you put a lot of thought into this. Didn't take long. And it's. <laughs> it's just a good, I'm thinking like they deserve their own island where they can just go away. Yeah. And just never be bothered with white folks. That would again. be the base. <laughs> Like yes. they're like Incredibles Island. Oh, I saw the Incredibles too. Oh, such a good movie. It was good. Yeah. I really love Edna Mode. I hope Sam gets a, a spinoff. Uh, oh, Frozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Or even like an animated series. Yeah, I don't even think I ever saw the first Incredibles. Really? It was really good. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. I f- maybe I did. I remember the line about the super suit. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows yeah. that line. Where? Yeah, no. So, so. If you saw Incredibles 2, you should definitely take it, like, rent the first one or something. But Incredibles, yeah, Incredibles 2 it was, was really cute. It was good. Um, Where are we on the list? We are on number 14. Hey, look at us. Favorite cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Same. The goat, nigga. Literally. It's it not up for debate. It better and better. There is just not a time. It's so fucking good. That is a bad time for a Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> like, it's just... It's always good. So good. Morning, noon, night, twilight. And it gets better the longer it sits in the milk. Tell facts. But let me tell you something. Golden grams are severely underrated. I have not had a golden gram probably golden since Golden grams are school. really good. They're, they're a more muted version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but still excellent. I really fuck with golden grams as well. I won't take that away from you. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is just, it's the goat. I'll never stop fucking with it. And these cinnamon frosted flakes, bitch. Oh, is that good? Hmm. If you have like if you liked Frosted Flakes at any point in your life or still do the cinnamon, you just just do it. Wow. Okay. And if you really want to get childish, Super Mario has a really good cereal. <sighs> okay, that does sound childish. It is very childish. <laughs> it's like Lucky Charms, but the the cereal itself is like it tastes good. Like, to me, I hated Lucky Charms as a kid because it was just the marshmallow parts, which were, like, like oddly crunchy, and I didn't ever like that. And then yeah, the cereal, cereal part... That freeze-dried part, marshmallow is not really good. I just... It isn't really good. It's not. But the Super Mario one's good. But we couldn't ever have, like, sugary or junk cereal growing oh, yeah, up, no. so... I had to either go to a cousin's I house. would have eaten anything, right? <laughs> I would have eaten anybody's junk cereal yeah. to not eat them plain Cheerios, plain flakes. Nigga. Muesli and shit, that cashy cereal and shit my mama got for us. I remember when my mother just finally agreed to graduate to Honey Nut. We used to have those plain ass yellow box of raggedy ass Cheerios. Because my brother was like, my brother was born the couple months before I turned fourteen, so we just had plain ass Cheerios around because babies be gnawing on that shit. Fuck a Cheerio! They love Cheerios, but we ate that plain boring shit all my life, all my life. But a Honey Nut O is still good to go. You know, I have to be careful with Cheerios, Honey Nut, and them Apple ones. Oh. They have a tendency to cut my mouth up something crazy. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful. I have to be real careful. They have to sit in milk Them for Them apple while. cinnamon Cheerios, my nigga. <laughs> and there's a strawberry one they and there's mouth. a chocolate peanut butter one. Oh, I love chocolate peanut butter. Bitch. 
strawberry Cheerios? It's like a yeah. I'm not really a big strawberries and cream or cereal or person, but if there's some cinnamon toast crunch around, bitch, I can't fix me a bowl. Think of the last time I had cereal like as a breakfast or yeah. a morning thing. Right. It's usually like I'm high. It's about to be midnight. What's on Netflix? <laughs> like, that's usually when I eat Damn, cereal. That's this too relatable. Um, number 15, this is inspired from one of Kia's recent Instagram posts. Um, I just wanted to talk about how much we hate paper straws. Unless you don't. Paper straws are the bane of the drinking experience. What the fuck? They're so bad. And I know people are trying to act like this plastic straw ban is like really a thing. But from everything I've heard, all it really does is inconvenience people who really need to use straws and like <laughs> don't need their straw to fucking fall apart in the middle of their beverage. Paper straws never last the duration of your drink. Never. It doesn't never. matter how much drink oh you my have. God. We were just in Miami and we were staying at some fucking eco-friendly hotel and the hotel was gorgeous but everything was like compostable and recyclable right. and all they drinks came with them weird ass cardboard straws I hate I, I'm about to buy my own reusable <laughs> straws just bring them around yes, yes. And just carry it with me what the fuck because they are garbage I hate them so much Blogzilla had like a screening of Crazy Rich Asians that I went to yesterday by the way sidebar that movie was so 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 beautiful oh, I can't wait it was really really good Constance was amazing Aquafina was fucking hilarious I cannot it wait. looked so expensive and the wedding scene i almost cried oh, so they do get married like well not the i'm not talking about the lead character you know he's going mm. to go to his best friend's wedding oh that's okay. what's in the trailer i didn't know that so like that wedding his best friend's wedding mm-hmm. you see a little tiny shot of it in the trailer or whatever but like the full thing yeah i was fully getting ready to break down i wanted to get married and i don't <laughs> give a fuck i hate weddings <laughs> Like, I don't even care about marriage or none of that stuff. Yeah. So good. I cannot wait for people to go see that movie. Shout out to the Asian community. (laughs) Um, Yeah, shout out to y'all. So, yes. What was I talking about? Uh, Strauss. Yes. So, at the movie, right, I ordered, like, one of their little uh, alcoholic beverages Mm -hmm. or whatever, and it came with a a paper straw in it. But it also had, like, muddled fruit and all of this other stuff. So, you're trying to, like, work against this disintegrating straw that then can't pull fruit through and all of this other stuff. It's just, it doesn't work. It's a real straw. It's like trying to build a snowman with a flamethrower. What's the point in paper straws when the drinks still come in plastic cups? The drinks don't come in paper cups for a reason because it's trash. Stop giving us these garbage paper straws. I hate them. Thanks for that, Kia. Number 16, a magazine that you would like to be on the cover of if you could. <laughs> Almost any. Well, it's just like a magazine. Like if you could just, uh, your first magazine cover, if you could just. Uh, my first magazine cover I guess one of the black classics like Ebony or Essence shout out to Issa she's on the September cover of Ebony what a supermodel what a fucking model what a literal cover girl like just gorgeous ugh ugh, I will stand for the rest of my life so yeah probably one of the black classics but almost any magazine could ask me to be on the cover and I would be honored (laughs) flattered um Fader Time or Game Informer Never heard of Gay Informer. Game. Gay. Oh, I was like, wow, that's very niche. Although Gay Informer <laughs> should be a thing. Someone should do that. <laughs> and put you on the cover of it. I don't, I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I think I think probably Ebony or Essence would be my top pick. Yeah, I could definitely see you. I'm like, 
It's only a matter of time before you're on the cover. Um, okay. Of those well, things. don't let's not talk about the things you'll be on the cover on the Hollywood Reporter. We can literally go back and forth right if you want to play that game again. The corner. I mean, they're going to be calling very soon. Okay, so. sure. No problem. All right, great. Seventeen celebrity crush that you once had that now kind of grosses you out. Alicia Keys. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about like um, no strings attached. I mean, like back then. I see it. Like the ramen noodle oh, mini yeah. pro. When he was convinced he was half black. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I see it. But I also understand why in 2018 yes, you were in like, the year of pain. <laughs> what was I thinking? What was I going through? Number 18, one gotta go. This one, I don't, okay. Living single, girlfriends. Insecure. All three are phenomenal. All three are phenomenal. But I know you're going to pick the same thing as me. Yeah. Sorry, girlfriends. You got to go, girl. (laughs) Sorry. Nothing wrong with girlfriends. Classic, amazing, moving black television. Right. But um, Insecure, I love. And it just got here. Coming back, season three. And I'm finally getting a Lawrence-free season. Shout out to my girl. Yes, we're getting a Lawrence-free season. And living single, bitch, please. Right. Living single is like a component of who I am. (laughs) To this day. It will not go away. I still watch. Right. Like, no, never. (gasps) Oh, I almost told y'all a spoiler from Insecure, but you'll see. Oh, yeah. I I forgot that you know things. Oh, yes. Insecurity coming back with me and Fran. Hey! So excited. Yes, very excited. Number 19. You're releasing an album. You get to choose one rap feature, one pop feature, and one R&B feature. You may not choose Beyonce for all three. Wow. What are your choices? But can I choose Beyonce at all? You can choose Beyonce for one. I have rap, pop, and whom? R&B. R&B. Rap feature. So I'm putting Beyonce in rap. Okay. Just because I'm having fun with I it. I thought about moment. it. I really thought about it. And also, if not Beyonce, I'm just gonna go left and I'm gonna say SZA. Cause I love when SZA does her little For ratchet rap ratchet rap singing okay. Okay. thing. I fuck with it. I'm gonna go with Kendrick for my rap feature. That's a great one. Uh, or City Girls for me. Or City Girls. That's I considered City Girls. Yeah. But uh I was just listening to like I just put my playlist on hip hop earlier and I was reminded of how fucking good Kendrick Lamar really is. Yeah. So he's like really good. Yeah, he is. Well so, I'm gonna say Kendrick for my rap feature, uh Beyonce for my pop feature, and R and B Jasmine Sullivan. Oh my god, you chose mine. What? Okay, so R and B now, who's your pop? Pop. Rihanna's a good one. Ooh, Rihanna is a good one. Rihanna or Khalees. Okay. I actually see that. I feel like you and Khalees would work very well together. And then for my R&B, Jasmine Badu. Or Legacy. Badu will always be my problematic fave. Yeah, what can I do? I'm not deleting her music on my phone. I'm sorry, y'all. I really, I'm only I, human. Like, I, right. I'm sorry. I just need her to, like, 
<laughs> never talk about anything even remotely feminist at all, and we're good. <laughs> That's all I need. I love Badu. I do. And who is your other one? Uh, Lettucey. Oh, Lettucey. Well, shit. If who said congratulations to me on Instagram? Oh, did she? Oh, she's yes, a fan. I didn't say that. I just said she said congratulations. I used to dream about cars and things. That's not what's happening. About being a star. Alrighty. So number 20. (laughs) What the fame? Last but not least, something on your bucket list that you would like to cross off ASAP. Well, Angelica Ross tweeted me again. So honestly, we're best friends now. Yeah, same. And she said, let's roll some weed and cuss these niggas out. And I cannot think of anything I want to do more yeah, than that. That might be it. <laughs> I think we could just be finished. So I'm just going to have like a house party sometime this fall and invite her. Girl, please come. And we will smoke weed and talk shit about people. I'm down. Yeah. Um... Hmm, some things I want to do. I've still never been to Africa. I would love to go to Africa. And one of my closest friends is Nigerian, so if she ever goes home, I'm definitely going to be like, hey, girl, take I, take me with you, please. Just please. Yes. yes, I would love to. I would love to go and visit some African countries very, very badly. Mm-hmm. I so also that. need to go to Jamaica, so you just let me know when you're going to be doing oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's Because I got to go to Jamaica as well. And something, oh, I really want to do that thing that they do, um, like resorts and like fancy tourist places have these things where you have ever seen like those jetpack water things mm-hmm. where you like put and it like shoots you up and you're like flying with the water. Above yeah. Them. I want to do that really bad. I would also like to skydive. Not for me. I feel like the sensation of flying is right up my alley. But see, that's not the sensation of flying, but this is the sensation of falling. Yeah, but you're like... See, it's a controlled fall. It's not, not I'm about to plummet into the earth. But that's what it's, you're... I'm about to chill in the atmosphere for a minute. While plummeting to Ooh, the earth. But but not like a danger. Your life is in danger. It literally before. is if you don't <laughs> use a parachute. <laughs> Skydiving looks fun. I think I'm going to do it. It looks lovely. I think I'm going to. And I will be right on the ground praying for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. That's it. What a 20 fun questions. Wow, that was way better than going through a bunch of bullshit we didn't was care it? about. We didn't give a fuck about any of that. <laughs> and half the time we'd be talking about whoever Keisha Cole or something and end up on some random ass shit like this it's anyway. True. This week I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to actually read up on the news stories I care about so that I will have something to talk about during the hot topics. I could barely find anything and to care all about. all I read was Beyonce's piece in Vogue. <laughs> That's it. Everything else I was just like, I do not give one fuck. Like I was skimming through all of that stuff like, I don't care about this. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. So, So, yeah. This is something that I feel like we can do on certain weeks where I feel like pop culture news is stale to us. Okay. And love it. I actually love it. Yeah, we'll both bring 10 questions to the table. Okay. And if you guys at home want to answer these questions and share them with us, feel free. We'd love to know how you feel or how, you know, what some of your answers are. (laughs) Wow. You would like to know how people feel. That is that's new. <laughs> is it? I don't know. I'm just trying to be interactive. And you know what? I love that, friend. Look at you. I'm growing. Yes, you really are. All right. So then Let's shall we? take a break. Hootie who? Hey, guys. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things, depending on the time and time. But... 
If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking about in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. There's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. (laughs) Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment. So let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. Okay, we're back. It's time for our listener letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. Our first question comes from a straight cis man. Mm. Hey, now. Couple of y'all out there. And yeah, so it's a few out here listening. What should, what name shall we give this young man? Buford. Buford says, my girlfriend and I have been dating for over six months. Things are going great. I've never felt this way about anyone, and I feel like I could spend the rest of my life with her. Oh. I've always been a private person who prides himself on minding his own business and not worrying what other people are doing. Great. We great. are both entering our senior year of college. And with social media being at its peak, it is impossible to ignore all these couples <laughs> boasting their head ass love all on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> absolutely hate when couples post their relationships all over social media because I feel like they're seeking validation from their followers instead of the person (laughs) they're dating. My girlfriend thinks otherwise. Oh, shit. She loves the paragraph long posts, the flippograms, the matching clothes during your vacation photos and all the cheesy cringe couple photos. I told her in the beginning of our relationship, if you're looking for a nigga to post all about you on social media, then you might as well leave. (laughs) But she stayed. <laughs> she stayed and now she's Lay it growing all frustrated. Out there, <laughs> she's growing frustrated because she feels that no one knows about our relationship and I am hiding her. This is certainly not the case. Yes, oh. I have had DMs from women trying to get at me without them knowing I have a girl, but I reject them all with the swiftness and she knows that. But now she's becoming pissed off at my lack of attention that I give on social media. This all resulted in a big fight we had today, which is National Girlfriend Day. He definitely put that in quotes, like some bullshit. (laughs) This was the first National Girlfriend Day I've ever heard of. I've never heard of it either. But he says she got pissed that I did not post her. 
What oh. should I do? I really don't like the idea of posting my business all over social media because that attracts negative energy and people to my business. But I'm also afraid I will end up losing her because of this dumb shit. Any advice would be amazing. Thanks, Buford. Look, Bu, I just get it. You know, like, I totally get it. I don't really be having the desire to be parading niggas all around Instagram Same. or anything Same. like that. I do like to keep that part of I don't my do none of that. life to my fucking self. You know what I'm saying? Not that there's anything going on in there at any given time. I'm just saying that if and when those things do happen, <laughs> y'all niggas don't need any information on it. It's true. But I also don't think that just because someone wants to post about their relationship on social media that they're simply doing it for the validation of right. others. You know what I'm saying? And that's not always the case. Um, Although you niggas really do love likes. Oh, yeah. No. Y'all love likes. For sure. obsessed. It does make them feel nice. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that being in a relationship is all about compromise and I think that's probably what y'all are gonna have to do in this situation. Have a clear conversation about why, you know, you're not into the social media thing, why she is um that you know you both have trust for one another and that that should remain so and then hey you know on situations like a national girlfriend day or on maybe a, an anniversary or a birthday you know maybe she can get a little crappy of cheekbone in a selfie or <laughs> maybe you'll just put in a little bit of shoulder or something yeah i think a, a nice middle ground is posting them without posting their faces but also not doing that shit where you put like an emoji over their face Right. Oh, girl. I hate those so much. Oh. Like, just keep the picture, girl. Just keep the fucking picture, girl. God this damn. This old censored ass extra shit. <laughs> Bitch, if you don't want us to see the nigga, just don't post it. Oh, so right. I love posting niggas like, well, I don't love posting niggas, but I have posted niggas with their head down yeah, or from that. the back, something like that. Uh, but I'm the same way about sneakers, relationships. <laughs> Right, because you know good damn well I'm not wearing them tennis shoes. <laughs> so Something like that. But I'm the same way. I'm not putting my relationship all over the internet to invite all these people that I don't know into my business. The rest of y'all can keep it. It's not for me. And if I told you from the get-go that I wasn't going to do that and it is really important to you, then that's something you have to recognize. Yeah, that's, that's really, really none of my it's, business. That's true. But you also need to make sure you're not actually doing something to make her insecure or to give her a reason to feel like you are hiding her. But she said that, you know, I mean, he said that she knows that these girls get rejected and that they're happy and stuff like that. I can't understand why, because these niggas just ain't shit. And so, like, I can understand why her mind might go, well, he don't ever post me and da 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 and why he don't want people to know Especially and college like students. Yeah. I feel like they are all, like, they're in each other's faces and then they're constantly connected online. All those damn digital bumblebees and all that shit like when I was in college it was pretty much just Facebook and MySpace and Black Planet but now it is everything everything like you cannot get away from people and the apps could not be any more invasive like is he hiding you in real life girl that's what matters is he hiding you in real life like y'all don't go on dates do y'all go out in public together do y'all hold hands in public like I drew the line at social media but we are very much still a couple in life yes so I feel like that is perfectly fine like, that's fine and I told me. you I'm not I'm just not going I'm to not do it that. right I'm just not gonna I do have friends I follow who are in relationships and I will see the person they're dating every so often like maybe a total of like 
three, four times a year I actually saw right. this nigga's face. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then maybe other times I saw his or her hands at the dinner table or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I know what they look like and it's not like I'm hiding them, but it's also like, this is for me. You know, like right. you don't need to know that you it's don't. date night. You don't. You don't need to you do know. You need all that. You know, what I just bought this nigga for Christmas or what no. I got her for her birthday. Like some stuff is like the majority of this it's it's just ours but at the same time like yeah we went to you know the water park today and we had a good day but moving on i mean whoever i'm with is gonna have to accept that you're not getting you're really probably not gonna get anything from me yeah from me specifically i mean wedding day there will be no hashtag there will be no photos really like nothing will be on the internet about that moment i'm so sorry Look, Beyonce showed us photos from her wedding a smooth, like, four or five years Four years later. later. <laughs> when niggas was still like, are they dating? Right. <laughs> Beyonce was like, this has been my husband for a long time. You yeah. know, I draw my inspiration from her and Oprah and the things they told us about keeping your business to yourself. And so I'm just not, it's not for me. But y'all got it. Okay. Yeah. Next question comes from Noel, who says, I want your advice on something I'm not really used to when dealing with someone. I've been dating with a wonderful I've been dating a wonderful woman for the past eight months and it's perfect. <laughs> except for the fact that she has severe trust issues. Oh, Our relationship started by me cheating on my ex-boyfriend well, with her. There you go. So she's worried I'll do the same thing to her. I mean, but she's super guarded with me, partly because of her personality and partly because she's afraid that how you get him is how you lose him. I mean, well, mm-hmm can't blame her she feels it's only a matter of time before i leave her for someone else and i can't think of a thought more absurd i love this girl with all my heart and i can't wait to make her my studsman one day no but how do i convince her that she doesn't have anything to worry about with me i'm patient with her but it gets frustrating sometimes when it seems my words and actions are bouncing off a brick wall is this something only time can fix or are there ways to show her i'm in it for the long run thanks love the show noel well no, um, <laughs> I I think you're right about the time thing, girl. Yeah, I really do. I definitely think you are correct about that because she's right to have her guard up about you. How could you not? The fact that she even entered a relationship with you is kind of stunning. Yes, I wouldn't have. Just being real, like you didn't break up with your boyfriend before you started fucking with me. Therefore, I kind of don't have any reason to believe that you won't do the same. It's logical to think that. Like, I don't, I'm not mad at her for I'm trying to think that. of what you could possibly do to make me feel like that's not a possibility. You're just going to have to continue to not fuck up over and over and over and over. You're going to have to prove to her with time that you are not the person that you were when y'all got together. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you know. now, like, I agree with Crystal. I probably would have never even entered a relationship with you in the first place. But if I was being a dummy, then I probably, like, I don't know that that would have been something I would have, like, stopped thinking about. Right. Maybe if we're, like, years in and we've graduated to marriage or something like that, maybe I would get a little bit more comfortable. I don't know. But it's not going to be something as simple as you're just going to, you know, like, buy me something nice or give me a back rub or, like, have a really deep, meaningful conversation with me in front of some candles with wine. Like, nothing's really going to 
change the fact that I know that we started this relationship with you cheating on somebody right. else. So what is going to stop you from getting bored with me eventually and start dating somebody else and then leave me for that bitch? Like, you probably don't even think that you think it's an absurd thing now. But a year from now, you might be like, oh, this bitch and her fucking insecurity and all this. I don't know <laughs> right. what to do. And then you go meet some other stud somewhere and be like, oh, yes. Da, da, da. <laughs> you I may, like, do. right. Right. Just in, give yourself time and you may actually find that you're in a similar situation that you were with your Damn. ex. So, like, I, all I can really say is, like, if you feel like the trust issues are affecting your relationship that badly, then y'all should just break up. But... But, right, if you don't want to do that and you want to prove that you're not going to cheat again, then you just have to do that. Like, her concerns are valid, so you have to show her that she's wrong. But how do you prove to her that you're not going to? Like, what is to stop All you can do is not cheat. That's all you can do. But not cheating is not going to... It's not going to prevent trust issues from being a problem just because you aren't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be completely loyal, completely monogamous, completely honest. And if somebody still has trust issues, they're going to. Like, there's not really much Mm. you can do about that. Especially if you've done it before. Like, it's one thing if you, you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody new, but you got cheated on by somebody else in the past, and you're cheating them like they'll cheat on you. Like, that's unfair because this person has never done anything to you. But if I'm talking about somebody who literally cheated on the ex with me, like... We just would not be in a relationship. But since apparently y'all have these feelings for each other anyway, which, you know, Daikin, I get. I mean... I, I, I say give it a while. You yeah. Know, give it give it some months, maybe six months or so. And if you're still dealing with these like yeah. really insecure trust issues type things, then you can revisit the conversation and be like, listen, have I ever given you a reason to think that I would do that? Because we can't have a real, solid, healthy relationship if you don't trust me. You can maybe have a blood oath. And I'm trying to prove it to you. So what do I need to do? Maybe you need to take the passcode off your phone so she can go through it whenever she maybe. wants to. Maybe. I'm never doing that. I mean, no, me either. And I'm not even the type to be hiding no shit in my phone. I'm, I'm no not doing nothing. Like, I I'm am not. homeless out here, but, but you're I'm not going t- through hello, my phone. Hello, but you're never going through my I phone. I have too much work shit in my phone that you can't see. You just know. So, no. No. I'm not doing that. But, <clears throat> excuse me, you need to talk to her about it because... Otherwise, the two of you are just going to be wasting your time uh, doing this project. Yeah, this whole whatever this is. All right. Last question comes from Deidre, who says... I love that name. Yes, it's fake. So she said it's okay to use it because she came up with it herself. Love it. Deidre says, I met a guy three weeks ago. He just moved to my city and we started talking not long after he got here. He said to me that he's living in a bad situation with... Oh, boy. Yes, he's living in his aunt's two-bedroom apartment with her and her two adult children. So that's four people... In a two-bedroom. In a two-bedroom apartment. Sounds a little cramped. Yeah. And he asked me if he and I could live together. (laughs) I answered that with a smooth hell no. (laughs) But I can't help but feel bad for not helping him out. Bitch! I think I may have hurt his feelings. Oh, my God. Bitch! Oh, Bitch. And there's a super small bitch. part of me that feels bad and wants to help him since he's a cool guy. This is, ex- oh my, g- dear. I'm a single mom of a little girl and I don't want to bring anybody in her life or around her that I'm not into. And you got a baby, my nigga. He does work and we have slept together. It was good, but not give this nigga my key good. So th- I just don't want anyone living with me. I also caught him leaving stuff at my house the two times that he came over. <laughs> 
I'm bad. He was trying to set up. He was trying to just slow. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. First, it's a toothbrush. Then it's a loofah. Then it's two towels. And then it's some slippers. And then it's some basketball shorts. And then that nigga's coming over there with suitcases. Right. I told him not to leave anything here. And so I tossed those things in the trash. And now he's mad about that. Am I being selfish or mean for not even entertaining his question? Please help. So she said three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, she met this man. Three weeks ago. Not even one of godly of, of God's whole, earthly months. No, not even no, not even an entire menstrual cycle later. He's trying to move in. That's because his living situation is garbage. But how that is no none fuck. of your fucking business, girl. It would be a bad idea if you didn't have a baby. But with a baby, <laughs> it is a catastrophic idea. I'm gonna go ahead and jump out on the limb here and assume that Deidre is black. Got to be. Look at black women just feeling, feeling, mm. and just naturally for wanting to provide <laughs> a happy and healthy environment for these niggas. Yes. And in return, <clears throat> what are you giving? Two kids to take care of. <laughs> okay. Like she said, he works, which is good, but his livelihood is not your responsibility. That ain't got nothing, nothing to do with me and, and that is the way it fucking is. <laughs> Bitch, that is none of your business. If you don't... If you- if you don't do nothing else than think about your child and this man you met three girl, you don't know who that man is. You don't know what his history is. Nothing. You don't know what his vices are. You don't know how he acts when he's drunk or mad. You know how long Rose dated Miles before she found out his name wasn't Miles and, and he was in the still witness wouldn't protection even sleep program. With him. She would not sleep with Miles for the longest. She was girl. girl no, the answer is no, sis. Absolutely not. You are not being mean. I can't believe you even for feel not letting bad. this nigga live. Which that is not your. No, I can't. I can believe it because a lot of women are socialized to believe that if a man is a good man and the bar for good again, it's <laughs> oh, under the table, just underground. But if you are just like even like seemingly decent, then people are just supposed to just deal with you or give you a chance or cope and it's just not the case i understand you may want somebody around maybe you looking for a man maybe you tired of being alone that's real but don't make a foolish decision because of those feelings your daughter deserves better than that i wouldn't <laughs> offer this nigga absolutely a not corner nigga. a cot three weeks no hell no thing girl you're just trying to get out that house that's all you'd be lucky if i go dutch (laughs) (laughs) say that like like you'll be lucky if i pick up the tab right for for both of us you really would going someplace after three weeks honestly if i never want to hear from you again i'm good for paying the tab so that it's like no reason for you to contact i don't want you to feel like you owe me or i owe you anything so i'm just like or if i asked you out Right, because I am a man I, that dates men, it, so I it's a little bit different. Out. Yeah, you know, but if I ask you out, I'll, I'll, I'll at least offer to pay or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's, but, there's, there's time. I don't have any problem with that, but sharing my home, bitch, please. Your living situation or discomfort Absolutely or whatever not. is literally none of my business, and it's not going to be any of my business for quite some time, to be honest with right. you. Right after three weeks. I don't give a fuck That's what you do. none of my concern, to be totally real with you. So, <laughs> good luck to you. But, sis, absolutely under no circumstances should you let this man in your house. 
Um, let's move on to Crystal's couch. Thank you so much to everybody who had um something to say about last week's edition of the couch. It was difficult to do. It's a bit more vulnerability than I'm used to giving on True. this podcast. So it is difficult for me to put myself out there like that, but I do believe it is helping more people. And so I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to try to keep it up every week, but if nothing comes up, then I'm just not going to have anything and we're just going to move on and wait till the next week. So, but this week I want to talk about depression and coping with it when it is something that you experience on a regular basis. Yeah. So, um, I've been seeing a therapist for a long time now and she kind of had to convince me that I really am depressed because I didn't want to believe it about myself. Sometimes it can be hard for us to accept that we are sad or depressed for a lot of reasons because we feel like it's our fault that we're in these situations or we feel like we don't deserve to be depressed or other people have worse living situations than we do. So I don't have no reason to be sad or you feel like, you know, this happened a long time ago or when I was a child, it shouldn't affect me anymore. For me, it was I was still in a place where I blamed myself for everything that happened. So I just looked at it like I was choosing to cope in all the wrong ways. And all I needed to do was get my shit together and start doing the things I needed to do in order to feel better. I didn't want to think or accept that there was something else happening that was keeping me from moving on. But there definitely was or is because I certainly still deal with depression and having like much worse days at times than others. Yeah. She kind of put it to me like this in that, you know, in life we have to feel powered by something in order to do things, participate in the world and get things done. Like most people get up every day and whether you love your job or you hate it, you are powered by the overwhelming need to pay these bills, Mm. to get your ass up get in the bathroom and get ready to go to work. You know, we're all powered by something different. You know, the things we love, the people we love, hobbies, activities, things like that. Everybody has these different sources of energy that they pull from to get through each day. And depression is a raggedy bitch who tiptoes through and siphons all the energy out your tank During the night, when you don't even see her ass coming, oftentimes you have no idea that it's happened. And the longer you spend in a really depressive state, the harder it becomes to feel powered to do anything. Depression comes through and just takes all that energy. And it literally feels draining to experience depression on a regular basis. Yeah, It's like you get tired of constantly having to fight and put forth more and more effort to do the same basic things. So when my depression is acting up more than usual, I have to take deliberate steps in order to get through to that point where things clear up again, however long it's going to take for that to happen, because I don't know. You know, I might just be having one bad day. I might be having a moment where it's like two weeks and I'm still just on the couch like I have no desire to do anything but sit here and watch 600 pound life that's my show so what i have to do is like envision i love 600 pound life i really do i'm probably gonna do something about that later about the 
the insight I have gotten from that show. But it helps for me to picture that new destination that I talked about last week, you know, that new self and the new things that I want to do to take care of myself. I have to like envision that and, and think about the goals that I want to establish that will serve me and serve the person that I want to be. And some of them are within a reasonable distance and some will take a while to get to, but having something to look forward to, gives me a reason to keep moving. So I make like a very basic plan for myself, my bad, and I try to stick through it. I encourage myself throughout the day instead of dragging myself. And it doesn't always work. You know, if the depression yeah. wins and I end up on the couch, I tell myself, you know what, girl, we tried. But today, <laughs> today we're on the fucking Same. couch and I'm going to get through it and take care of myself the best way I can. Right. And then I celebrate the things that I am able to do. And I tell myself tomorrow we will try on the rest. The same. I will get in my bed or whatever at the end of the day and be like, okay, that bitch won today. <laughs> but tomorrow's a new but day, tomorrow, bitch. tomorrow, <laughs> bitch, I'm getting up and we're fighting And I, You know, you have to celebrate the small things. It's like, okay, maybe I didn't go outside today, but I cleaned the kitchen, yes. swept and mopped the floors, Same. folded up that laundry, them two big-ass piles of laundry and put it all away. You know, I did I've something. days where I've had, like, okay, I only need to do these four things today. Yes. Just these four things. Yes. That's all I need to do today. And by the end of the day, maybe I did one and a half. You know what I'm saying? And I get in my bed and I'm like, you know what? Really, when I just said I needed to do those four, I didn't want to do none of them. Right. But I didn't want to did, do none of them. I didn't want to do any. And it would have been very easy for me to not have done it. It would have. But I did something, goddammit. I could have stayed in this bed <laughs> and in this moment the whole day. <laughs> so the fact that I didn't, bitch, celebrate with me. <laughs> It also is really helpful to remind myself of how strong I am. You have to remind yourself that you got through the traumatic shit that happened to you Ugh. or the bad shit that happened to you and you're still here. Yes. Facts. Life may have kicked your ass along the way, but you're here. You are capable of healing and finding joy again. But again, depression is that hating ass, lying ass bitch who sneaks in and whispers in your ear about how you really ain't shit and you ain't doing shit and you need to be doing better and what the fuck is wrong with you. It's important for you to recognize and remind yourself, or it's important for me to remind myself of my, of my strength because it is my self-generated source of energy. And it's like the only one I have. That's well worded. When the depression has taken all the joy from going to work, hanging out with friends, going outside, doing activities, and you don't want to do none of that, Reminding myself of how I've gotten through the hard-ass times helps me to keep going in the right direction or at least to not get stuck in the rearview mirror and not move anywhere or even worse, going backwards. So, like, let's say I'm having a really bad day and I got this to-do list of six things and I've done none of them. Right. And it has turned into a jalapeno Cheeto <laughs> kind of oh day. Oh, my God, those are so good. They're so good. <laughs> and it has just turned into one of those. It's what I have to say to myself is, okay, maybe right now we are stuck on jalapeno Cheetos. Yes. But we got to today where we could eat some fucking jalapeno Cheetos, girl. We've had a lot of really rough times and we made it here anyway. You've been through a lot of very real shit throughout your life and you're still fucking here. Damn. You have to be able to remind yourself of that strength because when depression is at its worst, it's like you can't get that joy or that energy to keep moving from the things you usually get it from. It's like that running exercise with the elastic band around your waist where it's like resist, like, you know, yes. it's holding you back from running forward. Yes, it's it just... is. It is so much like that. And so 
The last thing that is important for me to remind myself that my therapist said that just kind of blew my mind is that I would never sabotage myself on purpose. When the depression is so bad and I'm not moving at the pace that I would like or not moving at all, (laughs) I have to remind myself that I am not the one draining my energy. That is, again, depression's bitch ass coming through. And sometimes there's a biological component to your depression and you need medication in order to get your motor started up again. And there is no shame in that either. Like, there's nothing wrong with having to go see a psychiatrist and being like, look, girl, let's find a pill that will help me get the motor cranked up again because I'm not moving. There's nothing wrong with that. I really want black people in particular to let go of the idea that there's something wrong with taking medication for mental health issues because there isn't. If you need the help, then take it. Get it. Anybody else's opinions on that? That is it's totally irrelevant. Anybody who tries to make you feel bad for seeking happiness and peace in your life needs to be in their own therapy. <laughs> There's no way that somebody could tell you I'm miserable every day of my life. I feel like it's a cloud hanging over me. Like I'm walking through tar every day. Like it's like trying to swim through pudding to get through every day. And I'm, I'm going to therapy and I'm, I'm trying good self-care practices and COVID mechanisms. And I still can't get moving. Like there's nothing wrong with seeing what, what other steps you can take. Whatever it takes for your wellness, for your happiness, for your joy, for your peace, feel free to do that. And if somebody has a problem with it, that is their own trauma speaking, their own horrible experiences, their own unwillingness to confront the sadness in their life. You cannot let that have an effect on you. Like your healing has to be about you. You have to prioritize yourself first. Definitely. So those three things really help me a lot when I am having a day and it just feels like ordinarily I would really want to like drag myself for not getting more things done. But you, again, like I said last week, you don't move forward by dragging yourself. So being encouraging, even when you're not, doing the things that you really want to do or wish you could do will help you get back on track maybe tomorrow who knows but help you get back to where you want to be so i hope that helps any of you who are currently dealing with days that feel rougher than before and i just want you to know that somebody out there understands because i really do get it and it is exhausting to fight that battle every day all day true battling depression it It's the sort of thing you cannot describe to somebody if they don't, if they haven't experienced it. It's like you can't really get them to understand how debilitating it feels because you kind of it's like, I wish I could just get up and go do like, why can't I just go do it? But you just can't. You just don't have that energy. You just don't have that power. But you still need to talk yourself through it in a way that is helpful and encouraging. So I hope that helps anybody who is out there currently dealing with depression and going through it because it's rough. Amen. All right. I think that is going to wrap up Crystal's Couch for this week. Again, send your questions for Ask the Read to asktheread at gmail.com. And we'll be back. We're back. It's time for the read. It is. You can go if you want to first. All right. Well, so remember last week I was talking about Drake. And I said, I really ain't know how I feel about Drake. I was just kind of like back and forth about that nigga because sometimes I get a good vibe and sometimes I don't. <laughs> well, the In My Feelings video came out. Oh, God. I will admit to loving it, seeing New Made Orleans. Me sad. 
Um, the Felicia Rashad La La part was hilarious. Don't forget to go. What did you say? Don't forget to go when you leave. Don't forget to go when you leave, which is a word. That you bitches need to internalize one. that. Yeah. That's a good one. But see, so I enjoyed the video. I still feel the way I feel about Drake. And when I saw Frida in the video, at, the, at first, you know, there was like a quick, like one second shot of her. And I was like, finally, Drake, put Frida in the video. But what is this one second? And then she had like maybe three more seconds. And so at the end of the video, I'm still like, that was not enough Frida as far as I'm concerned, even though In My Feelings doesn't have anything to do with her. Nice for what is a huge hit. It's been number one. I don't know how many weeks Drake spent at number one with that song. Right. But Nice For What is massive. And yeah. that is Frida. <laughs> that is because of Frida. Like, she I'm sorry. she was nowhere in the video. And she was nowhere in that video. So this was the bare minimum of what should have been done. But at the same time, less than the bare minimum because she was barely even in the video. So that had me vexed enough by itself. Then I found out oh, God. Frida told TMZ that she had to call Drake. To be in the In My Feelings video. Oh. Yes, it wasn't that Drake or OVO reached out to Frida like, hey, we're going to be in New Orleans and it would be an honor to have you in this project, which is absolutely what should have happened. She said that she messaged Drake asking why he didn't tell her that he was in New Orleans. And he said, I just got here. And she was like, and so he said, yeah, I just got here. Why don't you come through? We shooting a video tonight. I want you to get a few cameos. So it's like, niggas. (laughs) <laughs> Frida was very gracious about it you know she was like it's a step in the right yeah, direction she, yeah. other artists da, da, da. We she's should be so able to like be there. cool about that she's shit. so much better about it than the rest of us are because I feel very protective about her and I certainly feel like Frida should be celebrated especially by people who are making so much money off of her putting her ass in the video is like it should have been a given that like that Shiggy shit was Right. And there's nothing wrong with Shiggy. And she had that whole long ass skit at the end that wasn't even funny. It was long as fuck. And I'm like, but but Frida is like barely in this bitch for like maybe a total of five seconds. So it pushed me further in that. "Mm, I don't know about that nigga Drake category. Like he tries to get us with these catchy beats and these videos. We all love. He puts our black faves in that bitch. He knew we was going to die over Felicia Rashad in that video. He knew it. Just like he knew he was going to die over the, we were going to die over the nice for what? Yes. He knew putting all them black women in that video was going to have us like, Oh my God, Drake, I stand on all them girls. Fantastic. But I just want, no, I'm sorry. I'm too. I'm too woke. Something in the milk ain't clean over there with Drake. <laughs> I do not trust it. And this whole thing about Frida having to contact him just has me looking at that nigga uh, totally sideways. I don't like that at all. I'm not surprised. Niggas, hip hop. Yes, I'm really not shocked. I'm at not all. either. Like I get it. I I I I get why. And the reasons why I make me angry. It does because it's me. about homophobia, transphobia. Like, you already knew that Frida wasn't in the Nice For What video after you sampled her and you have this whole bit. Like, it just, and, and it was spoken about. Like, it was, right. like, people questioned why Frida why wasn't, Frida in, wasn't in it. Yeah. And so then you in New Orleans <sighs> after Woo! all of this, Woo! and you know, like, it just doesn't, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't like understand it. why no one reached out and was like, yo, Frida, we shooting a video in the literal streets, not on like a sound stage, not on somebody's set, right. the streets of New Orleans. And I was already sad because JT couldn't be in the video. So, 
Yeah. I just didn't really watch. I was hoping they shot it before she went to jail, but they didn't. Nah, definitely. So, I think they shot it a little after Essence or maybe while we were in, at Essence. I think probably right after Essence. So. Because Drake couldn't have shot that video in New Orleans in, during, during Essence. During Essence, Oh, right. no. Oh, no. <laughs> but. That would not have happened. So, yeah, Drake's, Drake's trash for that. And I'm looking. I'm definitely looking at that nigga like, mm. Looking kind of funny in the light, my guy. Also, just a general fuck you to niggas. Just. I know that uh, y'all are under the impression that I hate all men. It's not true. I don't hate all men. I just feel like the majority of you are quite useless and could be doing so much better (laughs) and just refuse to. So I'm not wrong about that. But uh, today I was on my way. I was walking back into my building after I went outside. First mistake. But I was walking back inside and this nigga who looked just like Kodak Black was like, waving his arms in front of me and trying to get my attention and I was about to ignore him but he kept being like hey hey and doing like this and I thought okay maybe I dropped something I do that a lot so I took one of my headphones out and I was like what's up and he was like you single (laughs) I said ugh and walked in the house he said sorry (laughs) at least he offered you an apology don't apologize just don't talk to me at all you could just not talk to me at all and that would be even better i don't understand how we are constantly having these conversations around like street harassment and letting women be like i don't look approachable i don't look like i want to be talked to i go outside with headphones and sunglasses on to send the message that i don't want to talk to you niggas and then when you like go out of your way to get my attention and make sure i stop and talk to you all you want to know is if i'm single like all so this was it's it's getting to the point where I'm about to just not speak to people who do that regardless. It's like, even if I were single, does it look like I'm looking? Does, what about me makes you think I want to be bothered right now? I just do not understand it. And and I don't want to get to the point where I'm like, okay, fuck it. Just no matter, if anybody is hollering at me, I'm never going to turn around. I'm never going to pause. I'm never going to take my headphones off because that'll be the time that I drop like my Metro card and my phone yeah. and I was being a bitch about it and then lost my things because yeah. somebody was like actually trying to alert me to something that I did wrong. But niggas will do that to you. Yeah, they they will push you to the point where you're just like, I cannot interact with the world anymore. All I want to do is go to the fucking bodega and go back. Leave me alone, Kodak. It's all I'm asking. And I'm done. Well, for me, um, this week should not take too long. I just wanted to read. I actually have a read from Mother. um, And her name's Nature. So, this bitch. I thought you was going to say Blanca. (laughs) No, not my mother. Look what I ever read. Such a legend. Beyonce came to MetLife Stadium. Oh, no. Last week. Ooh, I felt for you niggas. <laughs> Ooh, I felt for y'all. My first problem, or my first mistake, was uh, just ordering tickets to go and see Beyonce at MetLife. I don't know why I haven't graduated. It's just going and seeing her in another stadium. I hate that stadium. Um, it's just awful. It's horrible getting in there. To it's, it's so 10 bad. 10 times worse trying to get out. Oh, it's so bad. Um, It's just... I would rather fly somewhere else. Right? No. Seriously, that's what I need to do for the next tour. That's definitely what I'm going to do. I just need to pick a city now that I know she's going to go and be like, that's the one I'm for buying real? tickets to. Um, anyway, when we got there, you know, I had tickets that were basically by, like, one of the runways. Mm. And so, when I got up there, like, it says in the email, like, you go to Will Call, and they'll give you your tickets. So, 
friend and I, we went to the first will call that was there. And they're like, no, you have to go over to this one. Like, right. This where other that, will call. That sign is. So we walk over to that one. They're like, no, it's right behind us over there at that booth. So we go over there. No, no, it's the one right down there. That's where you have to go. So we went to the next one. Oh, it's actually, this is a VIP ticket. So you have to go to that um, that one right there. Oh, so we go to the next God. one. It's like, actually, what you're looking for is the black tent. So finally, because this is black tent. And I said to the girl, like, I've been sent around about five, six times. Please tell me that you have what I'm looking for because the first person who's going to perform is going to be me. <laughs> and like, it's not a performance anybody wants to see. <laughs> they give us our stuff. We go inside. And I don't even blame them. Like, that's a management thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody here clearly has like the correct information to just direct us into where we were supposed to be going. So I don't blame any of those people. The same way I don't blame those <laughs> poor ladies who was working up in like one of the few places that actually sells like liquor. Oh, and not no. beer and wine. Bless her heart. When I tell you somebody who looks like, you know, a less racist Roseanne was up there making these <sighs> fucking drinks, and I felt bad for her because they were so understaffed. Do you know this is a Beyonce and Jay-Z concert in Jersey? Right. Like, how do y'all have, like, four women who look like they don't even, like, they're not normally bartenders? Right. That they just work for the arena right. and they were set up to work behind the bar. Mm-mm. They're pouring into, like, what do you call those little measuring cups for alcohol? I think it's called a jigger. Oh, I yeah. went to bartending yeah. school. They're, like, doing that, which I'm sure was, like, a rule. <laughs> right. But it takes longer to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're just suffering. I felt so bad for these ladies. One nigga who looked like he had to be at least 6'3" clean passes out I don't know if it was like a heat exhaustion or if he was pre-gaming or what but he falls over onto this frail white girl who looked kind of like Pearl from Steven Universe oh no like spills things and then the girl who's like with him people like crowding around trying to like help him up and stuff and the girl one of the girls I don't know if it was his girlfriend I think it was is like oh no it's fine it's fine it's okay I'm like, he does this all the time. He's unconscious. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? In public, sis, that's very much what it gave me. Like, right. oh, yeah, no, it's just a thing. He just passes out. Um, EMT, everybody sis. came in to prop oh, this nigga up. Oh, no, damn, it was that bad? Eventually, they get him up, like, they prop him up against, like, a trash can. And he comes to, and one of the first thing my friends did, the first thing that he heard him say is, can my girl still get our drinks? I was like... Nigga, I would go home. Oh, no. <laughs> I would oh, leave. no. I think you've had enough to drink, my guy. No, you're in the <laughs> wrong line. enough. <laughs> they gave him water and everything. But anyways. You need to beat the rush and go home. All of this was saying, you know, something about tonight. Mm-hmm. We're praying. Right. And when we were coming into Jersey, you could already see the rain and stuff. It was actually raining a little bit, but I'm like, no, God would never do this to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Beyonce. And, you know, MetLife surely has some, like, something set up in the case of, you know, rain. You know, because it rains. Right. Like, so right. what can you do? They've got to have some way of dealing with this. So it like actually stopped raining. And funny thing is, Alex, my manager, was there with one of her homegirls. So it was oh, actually right. like a, a little group of four of us. So we're sitting down. Chloe and Hallie perform. They're great. DJ Khaled comes in and is bringing in all of these rapping niggas. Some of them I had never heard of. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, we need to get further drunk because we finished our double Hennessy's. I decided, you know, oh, I'm going to no. go in and go get some more drinks. Oh, so I go in. The three of them are still out in, in our seats and stuff. Next thing you know, I turn around. After, like literally after the bartender gave me uh the drinks which sir 
to the specific... I wish I could describe you so there was a chance you would hear this. But bitch... When we're at a fucking Beyonce concert that has yet to begin, now's not the time for you to be shooting your shot and no bitches that's coming in here trying to order daiquiris or whatever. Really? Like, you're really flirting, sis, when you see this extensive fucking line behind us Niggas. and Beyonce can literally hit stage at any black-ass time. <laughs> Do you know what's going down? Flirt later. Hope that they come back. Put your name or your number on one of the receipts or something and keep it pushing. Right. And, like, there was, like, two girls he was flirting with. In front of a like a guy, and then I was right behind the guy, and so I said that, like I was like, I noticed the guy ain't just flirting, like he don't see this line. And the guy right in front of me was like, Look, I didn't want to ruin anybody's drink or a good time, but he just got a few more seconds. <laughs> I was like, Thank you, thank you. So I know that I'm not bugging. Anyways, as soon as I finally got my drink, I turn in and I see like this huge surge of people coming inside to where I'm at. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I felt, I thought I was going to miss the intro, but because Parkwood had invited us to the show in Cleveland, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I, I, I know how it starts. I'm good. Like, they haven't seen it, so whatever. Right. So when I saw all these people come in, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I realized that it's raining. Oh, Alex no. calls me and she's like, where are you? If I felt like we were on Twister or like <laughs> like some disaster film. Like, right. Where are you at? And I'm like, I'm over here by a men's room. Like, they're not letting anybody move. We're in a tunnel. It's so humid. Oh, no. Like. Oh, that sounds like hell on earth. Thankfully, I was already inside in air conditioned because I went to go get Ooh, them drinks. Yeah, a ton of people were just standing in these little tunnels and stuff like that on their whole ass feet. Oh, no God. In uh, that because humidity. I heard the cops came on stage and everything. Like, it was like legal. Like, you girls need to get out. Oh, it's a thunderstorm. Yeah. You know, Beyonce probably comes to stage somewhere between, I would say, like 9 15, 9 30. Yep. The show started at like 11.20. <laughs> like, Beyonce was like, let me tell you something. I'm not coming back to New Jersey. <laughs> I will not reschedule this show. Bruh! <laughs> like, You and- niggas will stay or you will miss it. Alex was like, I highly doubt that they're going to cancel this show because MetLife does, like, they would rather the show start at 4 o'clock than <laughs> cancel it if they're not going. Y'all yeah, must have been out that bitch till 2 a.m. I was literally sitting just drinking my Hennessy, like, on a little bar stool next to strangers packed in here like there was a fucking hurricane coming. Wow. I don't know where Alex is. I'm trying to describe my location. I sent her a picture of where I was sitting, <laughs> trying to see if they could make their way over to us. The cops ain't letting them move. The cops ain't letting me move. And then, like, like, it's just sitting there raining. And oh, I'm thinking, no. like, am I not about to watch this be a concert? Like, what is going to happen right now? So, eventually, it stops raining. They let people back into their seats or whatever. Everything is just completely a fool. I have to, like, I put it on my Insta story, but I have to, like, repost. Somebody remind me. Because, you know, like, when Beyonce comes down off of that, thing, oh, when yes. it first starts, yep. and she's standing up there on that platform that slowly comes down, yep. I'm looking at her face for whatever reason. It was probably just my imagination but her face to me like fully said bitch I am so over this fuck shit bitch (laughs) and I am about to turn this god they will see a stage go ape shit tonight bitch because I am like she just looked so angry that they had started so late I believe it I'm sure that they had to pay fines for having to like end late or stuff like that I don't know I'm imagining that's not with the weather fault I mean I like how could you there has to be exceptions for weather somebody tweeted me and told me that like artists will have to pay fines for things like that even if 
You wow, know, the range that's of him. I don't know if that's true or not. But just the simple fact that we were inconvenienced, I could tell Mama was like, oh, hell so no. Nah. Oh, like just something in her face when they were coming down there. I was cracking up because she just looked like this bullshit. Fuck like, no they really jersey. don't have a retractable ceiling for this expensive ass stadium, as much money as I'm Ooh, giving I these bitches. So like, and when I tell you that Mama turned it, of course she did. She sang resentment like Ooh, that yes. nigga had just cheated. <laughs> like, I she love resentment. <laughs> went off. Choreography, everything. They I were both so good. They put on a really, 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 really great show. Yeah. So shout out to them. But they I just do. wanted they to really say do. fuck uh, Mother Nature for having the fucking nerve to rain on a Beyonce concert. It was dry during Khaled. It was dry during Chloe and Hallie. But right <laughs> before Beyonce comes out is when you want to rain down on me like a fucking SWV song. Get the fuck out of here. Ooh, and then no. right before they started again, it starts to like drizzle a little bit oh no that's not funny it got it together <laughs> she performed in nothing but dry <laughs> you know what i'm saying a dry stage yeah they had to, of course like even when we got to sit down we had to wait for them to mop the whole shit up so she didn't right. bust her whole day yeah they ass. had to dry the stage off after that it was just a mess and i could not believe that a mother nature had the, the nerve to rain on a beyonce uh, um concert <laughs> and that metlife had literally nothing that they could do about it and then they're like precaution or whatever standard it is that they go through in a situation like that is to make niggas just stand in this hot hot ass tunnel like somebody tweeted me at one point when I was sitting drinking my Hennessy in air conditioning and was like Fury is you at this Beyonce concert and I just retweeted girl and then we had fun because it was like a million people just tweeting different iterations of girl and I was just retweeting all we were over it Pissed. It was a lot of celebrities at that show I saw Lin-Manuel Miranda's picture from inside one of them tunnels right I was like, imagine being that famous and having to stand shoulder to shoulder with all them people. Nigga. Like, especially somebody like Lin-Manuel, you're, you're going to get recognized nonsense. I would have died. I would have died. Oh, I would have been so upset. And literally nothing you can do, nowhere <laughs> right, that you may you go. there's nothing you can do but go home. And you're not going to do that. So. <laughs> you're like, where was I going? I was getting my lashes done the next day and a black girl walked in and she was talking to the lady. Yeah, I'm getting my lashes done for the Beyonce show. I girl. just, you know, praying that the rain goes ahead and moves its ass out the way now because I'm not trying to have a repeat of last Bitch. night. And I was like, girl, I know you're not. I think it was better that next night. Yeah, I know Beyonce was like... I will not reschedule this show. Her face. And you know when she comes out on stage at the beginning, she always has that really cute, like, serious face yeah. where she's just like, I'm about to fuck this shit up. Right. Not, we like, all know. Dust we know but something about her face to me just was, <laughs> that night was like, this guy. I believe it. I really believe it. Rain. And they, of course, more than once were like, y'all are so great. You came out in the rain. And da, 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 da. Like, I know that during that whole, like, I don't even know how long we were all sitting there waiting for the rain to, to stop and get back to our seats. But she had to have been backstage, like, just pissed. Just, I know she was pissed backstage. But girl. I guess I'll just be putting the twins to bed. I guess I'll just do it since I have nothing else to do. I know she was so mad. So a fantastic fucking show, girl. Of, of course, course. Of you course. Turned it. But woo. Nobody lost their energy. We waited for that bitch to calm the fuck down, sat down, and we still got our motherfucking life. Yes. Swiftly. But I, you know, y'all were really in my thoughts and prayers when I, because I was snug as a bug in a rug in my house looking outside <laughs> like, ooh, wee. 
From Beyonce night of all nights. Right. And I almost Bitch. took my ass out there. I almost carried my ass out there. And Last I said, girl, time. you know you hate going to Jersey and back. You know you hate it. It's so I will not. I'm not horrible. doing it unless I have to. Horrible. Thank God I had like a car situation this time so we could just bounce. But yeah. bitch, just trying to get out of there. Oh my God. It's if trash. you took public transportation. The traffic transportation, is bad. The trains are bad. Ugh, Everything is bad leaving a Beyonce concert. Fuckery. But it's worth it because you're is. going to go see Beyonce. But I had never like experienced a rained out concert of any kind of my life, much less a Beyonce one. So it was just like. How rude. I. Ugh, that yes. was that was interesting, but it was still a, an amazing show. Of course, Beyonce always turns I mean, it. So, all right, well, that is going to wrap up this week's episode of the Read. Check us out on social media at This Is the Read and our website, thisistheread.com. dot com. you have any news this week? Um, nobody can say no. Sorry, now I got the Honey Nut Cheerios jingle stuck in my head <laughs> from our cereal conversation. Anyway, <laughs> is that a yes or a no? Three Hundred Five Live is coming up. Our pool party in Los Angeles, ew, the end ew, of this month, ew, August twenty sixth. You can go to fury three hundred five dot com and get tickets now if you haven't already. Very excited for that. It's going to be a great time. Um, and other than that, I don't think I have any extra special news. Yeah, I don't think I have any either. They told me to mention that Insecurity is coming back, but I think I already did. But yes. Yeah, you did. Fran and I are coming back with Insecurity, so make sure you check out Insecure this Sunday, HBO, 10.30 p.m. They are picking right back Can't up. believe it's already back. I'm so excited. Oh, and it's it's good. I feel like I barely had to wait. I love it. Oh, it's good. Oh, I just, I'm not, I clearly can't give anything away, but I very, very thoroughly enjoyed this first episode. Make sure you check out Insecurity, that's T-E-A at the end, with me and Fran every week as we recap the show and tell too much of our business and just marvel at Issa and Molly and the situations they find themselves in repeatedly. But yes, shout out to Issa. Love the show. Shout out to all the black girls on September issue covers this month. There are so many. Love it. Like everybody is on a cover this month. I'm loving that. And Miss Tina has her own feature about her her art collection. What is that, Vanity Fair? I think so. So don't get me to lie. Yeah, we shouldn't lie. Yeah, I'll look I don't up. know for sure, but I will be going to all the magazine stores and newsstands, picking up every black girl cover. Yeah, I love doing that, that. I see because it's just so exciting to see all this color on our pages, and I think that's gonna wrap it up. Do we have an acronym this, this week? Vanity Fair. Okay. Um, F T N P. Fuck Trump. In no. You know what? It was fuck these niggas, period. But oh. I like that better. <laughs> Both of them. A dual acronym. Fuck this whole administration. We're not even, we're not, we don't have time and we're not going to do it. But we, fuck I mean, this like, we just don't. We just don't. Like, what a shit show. It, what it a show of shit. Amsterdam, I hope you're ready for me to escape to you and marry one of your citizens because I'm going to do it. It's a very lovely city. It is. Spikes yeah. like little lake houses. You know, they have, their, they have their issues with racism, but yeah. it's not like America. Where does it doesn't. It? Right. Yeah, everywhere so does. I can, I can deal with this. Niggas are honest. hated globally. Right. So. so, but I think me and the Dutch can get along. All right. On that note, we are out of here and we will see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. 